Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic podcast, we play catch-up with a Super Bowl review in this week's Rundown. In the aftermath of a loss in the big game, we talk about how hard it is to get back. Kansas City fans, this is for you. Also, Russell Wilson isn't totally wrong. And in story time with Uncle Mike, while people are getting stuck in the snow this winter, I actually got stuck on dry land a couple of years ago. How? I'll explain. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr. What's happening, people? I'm back. Your host, Michael Neal Jr. It is the Behind the Mic podcast. We are now a part of the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network. This is awesome. This would actually be my 18th show, but it's officially the first episode for Belly Up. And look, I'm excited, looking for a long relationship, but look, let's get right to it. So I missed a lot. Uh, I've moved um, and had some other things happen just in life. So it's been pretty busy, pretty busy and also taking care of business on the podcasting side. Look, we still have the those listeners, those faithful listeners of the Light Brothers podcast. We will be back, and it's not going anywhere. We just um, we're just taking care of some business and getting started up on another, another podcasting host, and uh, we'll be back soon. But right now, it's about the behind the mic show. Right now, so look, let's get started. What have I missed? A lot. Let's just go right to the Super Bowl Fifty Five rundown. I, I I missed so much. Oh my God, you'll hear it. All right, here we go. The rundown. Ah, yes, the Super Bowl. Since Tampa Bay's 31-9 win against the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 55, I have heard mostly positive things about Tom Brady. But there is still that faithful few that will never admit Tom Brady's greatness. I was one of you, coming up with every excuse under the sun not to give him credit. I went from rooting for Tom against the Rams to rooting against him. One day, I finally grew up. My voice changed and I grew hair in places I didn't know were possible. I'm just kidding. I wasn't ready to pass that torch until I watched that 28-3 comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. If my brother is listening, ah, we was hoist the colors after every touchdown. And then it happened. Anyway, for those who still can't admit Tom Brady is the GOAT, at some point you just have to stop, stop talking. Just, just stop. If you don't want to give him any credit, that's fine. Just remember this. Ten teams have gone to the Super Bowl, and he has been the quarterback. He's now seven rings on his hands. Since the common theme there. All right, okay. Now, for those who will not give him all the credit or who want, want to give him all the, the credit, just remember one thing. It is a team sport. Yes, his defense helped win the game. That's what they're supposed to do. 
I honestly have yet to see a quarterback run out onto the field all by himself and face 11 guys on defense. So, But if I let some of you tell it, the quarterback snaps the ball to himself, hands the ball to himself, throws the football to himself, and makes every tackle. Oh, and by the way, he probably does all the kicking too. Special teams, all right? (laughs) What's even more funny is how I've heard certain media members make getting to the Super Bowl easy. You've got to be kidding. Anyway, uh, now to Kansas City. Penalties, schmilities. Stop holding, all right? Kansas City, you did that to yourselves. Kansas City's offense, what do we know about it? Basically, they score when they want to. They flip a switch, right? I told you, Kansas City fans, at the end of the year to stop playing those close games. I told y'all that. Didn't I tell you? It was going to come up and bite you in the assets. And it did. They didn't score a touchdown. What more needs to be said? They didn't score a touchdown. Yes, you had penalties in, in the first and then a lot of them in the second quarter. You still did not score a touchdown. Three field goals. Why? Some people say Kansas City's offensive tackles were missing. Some say it was Patrick Mahomes' toe. Some say it was a Tampa Bay defense that dominated. Of course, it was all three. But here's the biggest problem. We know Kansas City is one of those teams that will turn it up in the second half, right? So you mean to tell me that while the weekend was out there at halftime with his big white shoes and bedazzled red jacket, you couldn't make any halftime adjustments, Andy Reid? I guess not. Also, I think Kansas City was a victim of their own overconfidence, by the way. Simply put, they screwed up and they just got beat. What more needs to be said? It's okay to say that. It's okay to say they, they just got beat. It's okay to say that. Understand the the excuses, uh, or, or some of them not excuses. Some of them are reasons. But when this team flips a switch, especially after two weeks of a layoff between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, they don't score a touchdown. So, anyway, probably the most interesting thing about the second half of the game was the streaker running across the field, coming up one yard shy of a touchdown in a peak one-piece thong swimsuit. He supposedly won 350, uh, no, 375K on a prop bet, but at least he had on a mask. (laughs) So, hey, look, y'all, that's y'all's rundown for this week, but I told you also another thing about scoring D. Didn't I tell y'all about scoring D and the Super Bowl? There were 54 games before this, 108 teams that participated, 89 of those 108 were in the top 10 in scoring defense. I told you that. Tampa Bay, their defense in scoring was seventh in the NFL. And here's the other thing. Simple question. Do the Buccaneers make it to the Super Bowl without Tom Brady since you have so many people that want to discredit him, whether they're in the media or some fans out there? No, they don't. That was the difference. They were a 7-9 team before he got there. Jameis Winston went 30 for 30. And, uh, you know, and dancing in the Saints locker room after that first win. Or was it the second? Don't know. Wonder what he's doing now anyway. But and then they won the Super Bowl. Any way you slice it, it is not easy to get to the Super Bowl. It's very hard, by the way. Yeah, so um, 
people don't believe that don't believe in the tangibles. That's what Tom Brady brought to the table, right? Peyton Manning, you remember when they beat the Carolina Panthers? Do you really believe that the Broncos could have went into that game with Brock Osweiler? Would they even have made it to the Super Bowl with Brock Osweiler? I'm sorry, I don't believe that. If you do, I think you're lying to yourself. But you know, Brady brings that 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 it factor. I mean, one of the the, the, the mindset was told. After the NFC Championship game, one of his teammates, don't even remember what his name was, was crying. And Brady cussed him out. What the F are you crying for? We haven't, we're not done yet. That kind of stuff. I understand that he's probably hardened to that. Yes, of course, he's been playing for 20 years. But, uh, you know, that's what you need to get over the hump. He may not have the arm that he used to. And his health may not be totally what it used to be when he was 23 as opposed to 43 but he has learned things over the years that he's played with the Patriots and of course we've heard it already discussed the week after the Super Bowl the Patriot way and even the weeks prior to the Super Bowl there really was no Patriot way although I will argue that Bill Belichick did have something to do with that I mean you think that he and his coaching staff instilled some things into Tom Brady, injected him with something that he could carry for himself and then take to other teams. I think Miami injected something into LeBron because he came back to Cleveland, a different player, different mindset. So it's got to come from somewhere. It doesn't always just come from the player. But, um, yes, intangibles are really, really important. So, look, this is the first official episode of Behind the Mic. Um and I was discussing something with one of my good buddies I graduated with. And it was basically how I got started just in my love of sports in the first place. And it was built around Super Bowl memories. This time of year, I used to watch Steve Sable. And my question was, being a history buff and all, what happened to the teams after they won? And it, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I wondered what happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty. Now, after he did the narration of Super Bowl fourteen, which was the last of the Steeler dynasty, I remember him saying it, and I've said it before for you fans that have heard it before, like leaves from a tree, you know, the basically the players, um, you know, came away from, they, they left the team, and it's either retirement, you know, they got old, or they were hurt, or they got traded away. Those are the kind of things that happen when it comes to, you know, dynasties or just teams that try to get from from year to year trying to get to the Super Bowl. That's the reason why it's the 79 team, that the, the 18 team or the, the the 84 team, the 84 49ers, the 71 Cowboys or the, the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the reason why they separate those teams. So it's really, really hard to get back to the Super Bowl. And my thing was always digging and going to this bookstore and, and finding this one really thick book that looked like a phone book, thumbing through it, looking at stats. Other books that I got was the Sporting News and they had, it was called the Super Bowl book or something like that. Reading stories as to, okay, what happened before and after. Uh, finding other books and looking at videos, trying to figure out what in the world happened to this team when they were in their heyday. And look, it's, it's just no guarantee. Remember what we've said 
before this season came about the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Now, they'll probably make it back. Look, I, I will put my money, my last dollar on the Chiefs at least making it making it back to the Super Bowl. Will they win it? I think so. And I think that it was Brady. Obviously, they were the only team standing in front of them that that could possibly beat them, but not like that. 31-9, to no touchdowns? Are you serious? But the thing is this. Every year is something different. We have to look at the the, the age of Travis Kelsey. We have to look at the age and and the, the ability of the offensive line. You see how quickly that came unraveled? All of those pressures, yes, your boy was had a, a, a turf toe, and he just had successful surgery, right? Mahomes is going to be good to go in uh, the 2021 season. Um, what happens if Tariq Hill blows his knee out? I mean, looking at some of the history behind some of these other teams and some of these recent teams, you're actually seeing it unfold in front of your eyes. What happened to the New England Patriots? Well, Gronk eventually, you know, he retired and then unretired. Um, their defensive players, you had the pandemic. Uh, you had guys to get traded away. The coaching staff starts to disperse. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. You know, especially these days, if your offensive coordinator is good, then he's probably going to leave. Josh McDaniels is still there with New England, for instance. Belichick is still there in New England, but so was uh, Tom Landry for 30 years. And eventually he got fired because, you know, the team wasn't good anymore. Times had changed as well. Um, I read a little something. I picked up a Sports Illustrated for the first time in a while. I don't buy magazines like that uh, hardly anymore. I'm going to start doing that again because there's some good stories in there. And one of them, uh, the one that I picked up was basically saying, On the cover, I have it in my hands, The Hangover. And it says, getting to the Super Bowl is easy. Not really. Here's why getting back is so hard. And it it, kind of ran through a lot of different stories. Like, for instance, um, what was it, Super Bowl 34, when the Titans lost uh, the the tackle, Kevin Dyson. He stretched stretched out. It's, It's so crazy. I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised. That's the one Super Bowl I never got to see live um, or even a replay of it. I think I seen some of it at one point. Actually, I take that back. It wasn't never. I was really late seeing it. Only a couple of years ago did I finally go back and watch it. It it, it, it kind of hurt, but then it's like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and watch it. 
Um, after that play, Dyson basically, just to summarize it, he thought it was all his fault. He felt that bad that he let the city down. This guy broke out in as many as 22 canker sores because of stress. That's how his body apparently reacted to the stress of losing that game. And he was the last one with the ball in his hand. You've seen it. Mike Jones makes the tackle. He's stretched out. The ball's like right there at the one-yard line. He almost got in. And this is, you know, a couple weeks removed from being the hero catching that lateral from Frank Wycheck in the Music City Miracle. 75 yards later, they're in the AFC Championship game, beating the Bills. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting how all that stuff comes together and then the stories behind it. But you have to look at just how hard it can be to get back. And if you go back and look at the history, one of the things I picked up in the article was in the first 50 Super Bowls, according to Sports Illustrated, only seven teams that lost got back. Only seven. It's been 55. This is the, the first 50 games. I have a Super Bowl champions. It's like a wooden plaque like thing that I picked up last year. Something to hang up in the new man cave. Look, we moved to an apartment. We sold our house. And my next man cave is going to be my studio. So this is one of the things I wanted to hang up in there. And as I look at it right now, you know, when you got 55 games that's been played, 54 that's right here in my face. And looking at it, who were those seven teams that uh, lost and then the next season got back? 71 Cowboys, 72 Dolphins, 74 Minnesota Vikings. And then, of course, the Bills went to four straight. And they're talking about those last three against Washington and the Dallas games back-to-back. And then the 2018 New England Patriots. Only three of those teams that lost actually won the the, the following year. Dallas, who beat Miami. Miami, the next year, went undefeated. And beat the Washington Redskins. The Dolphins went back to back, winning in 73 as well. They beat the Minnesota Vikings. And then there's the uh the 18 um New England Patriots after losing Super Bowl 43 to MVP Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. They went back and they beat the Rams the next year. I'm sorry. Uh to one of my buddies, Joe Branham. He that's my man, Rams fan. But I mean, it's 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 hard. So what do you expect for the Kansas City Chiefs? We expect that they're going to go back. Nothing's guaranteed, though. It's it's really, really hard to get back. Nothing is ever, ever guaranteed. Can Kansas City repeat? I think they'll be back. But here's the question I have. Tampa Bay, can they repeat? There are very, um, I saw this morning, there were seven notable free agents, three on defense, four on offense. Um, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, was it Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Dominican Sue? Very important players there. Those two linebackers and then Sue in the middle. And then on offense, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Rob Gronkowski. Question is, which one of these two, Godwin and Brown, is actually not going to be back? I'll put my money that Gronk is going to play this final year. Fournette will get re-signed. But then you got OBJ. Is that possible? That's obviously it's possible. Kansas City, their team, um, they got their guys 
for the most part signed. Uh, but can Tampa Bay repeat? But I'll tell you this. Once Brady leaves, that's it. That's curtains. It won't be no more Super Bowls for a while, Tampa Bay. So enjoy this now. Earlier this evening, while I was taking my notes, I started thinking about all the teams of the 60s, and 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. Obviously, you're talking about Green Bay, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Dallas, and New England. And then everybody else kind of falls in the middle, right? Well, um, if you just go back and you look at what happened to some of those teams, because I told you this is what got me in this. Um, Green Bay Packers, they were at the end of their dynasty when they won their last Super Bowl, which was the second one. But that was three championships in a row, not mentioning all the other championships that they had won before that. But this team that was led by um, Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi, Lombardi retired. Uh, I think I think it was he retired after winning that Super Bowl. They ended up coming back and coaching the Washington Redskins, I think it was. He, he, le- he left the Packers and ended up with the Redskins before he passed away. Uh, I think it was in what 1970. So um, yeah, that 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 those are the kind of things I'm talking about. Age will keep you from going back to the Super Bowl. Um, free agency these days will keep you from going back to the Super Bowl. These back then, you talk about the Steelers. Those most of those guys, San Francisco, a good number of those guys played and they stayed for years. I'm talking about you know double digit years, at least eight nine years or so. And you could name the starters on both sides of the ball. The coaches pretty much remained the same. Green Bay had Vince Lombardi. Pittsburgh had uh, Chuck Knoll. San Francisco, for the longest, they had Bill Walsh. And then that last Super Bowl, the fourth one of the 80s in 89, they actually had George Seifert, so who was already on the staff. Um, and then, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all remember, some of y'all may remember what happened to the 90s Cowboys. They won three, um, but what happened? Uh, well, one, Jerry Jones had a falling out with Jimmy. Um, they to- they got drunk and, and told each other how they really felt. <laughs> and the next thing you know, Jimmy Johnson, the best coach they've had in a long time, they split up. And then what happened to the team itself? Yes, they went and won another game. Um, and got to another AS, uh, NFC Championship game. But Emmett got old. He stayed around as long as he could, got old. Troy Eggman had two, one too many concussions. And then, of course, we know the neck injury that ended Michael Irvin's career. And that's just talking about the offensive side of the ball. I ain't getting on the defensive side of the ball. But uh, New England, we've seen what happened there. I think between free agency and bad drafts, so some of that stuff kind of caught up with him, but the crown of it all, as Derrick Henry and the Titans pretty much ended Tom Brady's Patriots career, Brady left. He was out of there. You know, he, he was out of there. And the one thing, the last, the last nail that was holding that dynasty together fell out. Now, look, Bill Belichick's still a bad boy as a coach. That's no doubt. Okay, so for him to squeeze the wins out of that team with a quarterback that I don't even think he threw 10 touchdowns this year in Cam Newton. 
yeah, I do believe he's done. I had to apologize for thinking he was back after two games in. I know not to do that. And I said I was going to regret that, and I do. But anyway, I digress. So, I mean, what, what else did I miss, by the way? Well, I mean, I, I missed so much. Uh, <laughs> the head coaching hires, Eric Bieniemy still doesn't have a job. Pretty cool, though, that being a minority myself, we have uh, in the Super Bowl, Bieniemy and Byron left, which two former NFL players, the only two black offensive coordinators in the league. That was cool. Very diverse staff, by the way, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was glad to see glad to see that. But along with those coaching hires, Dan Campbell, he's talking about biting kneecaps. That gummit Marquise Pouncey retired. Again, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm losing my son. But his brother Mike retired as well from the Chargers. Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, they flipped teams. Trevor Lawrence had successful labrum surgery. Saw today he should be throwing in four to six weeks or something like that. And Steve Sarkeesian, he landed what, a five-star quarterback, Malik Murphy. He's the coach at Texas now after winning the national championship with uh, as offensive coordinator for Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide. Urban Meyer made a terrible hire. I'm not going to dip into that. Not today. J.J. Watt was granted his release from the Houston Texans. And that same team refuses, supposedly, to trade Deshaun Watson. We'll see how that works out. Speaking of quarterbacks, and this year is really going to be big for quarterbacks, by the way. Colts of Bears. Will will Carson Wentz end up? Well, where will he end up? Brett Favre needs to stop talking. Russell Wilson he wouldn't mind being involved with the front office decisions a bit more. We'll get to that. Will Dak get paid? Hmm. Hank Aaron, we lost him. We lost Marty Schottenheimer. Almost forgot about that. The Kobe um, helicopter crash. Um, that, that anniversary came and gone. Anthony Davis, he's hurt again. Kevin Garnett doesn't believe players from 20 years ago, years ago can play in this NBA. Oh, and college basketball is upside down. Duke and North Carolina are not very good. I mean, I watched that game, uh, what was it, last week, week before last, whatever it was. I mean, I, at least we're going to have March Madness. Um, <laughs> so I'm watching college basketball here and there, but that that's just weird. Uh, and then I found out today well, uh, their best player, is opting out of the rest of the season. Yeah, not surprising. Uh, the NBA has been, I guess, eh, eh, eh. You can't see me, but I'm doing my hand like, eh. But nothing has really popped, for me anyway, since the James Harden trade to New Jersey. On uh, the NBA All-Star game, it is coming up, but the mayor of Atlanta is saying, look, y'all, if y'all are not Atlanta residents, and even if you are, stay y'all butts at home. We don't need y'all spreading y'all's COVID joy. Please party at home. You know, do it virtually or something. Just stay away. Back up, back up. Oh, and LaMelo Ball can actually shoot. I've been proven wrong. My son was telling me that. Uh, I just didn't believe it for myself. Russell Wilson. Let's get to Russell Wilson. Wessel, Wessel. Let Russ cook. That's what we heard the first couple of weeks in the uh, NFL season, right? And we was like, oh, for a guy that never received an MVP vote, he was finally going to get an MVP vote. Not. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. No soup for you, Russ. Third gummit. That that team, I'm sorry, the Seahawks, to a degree, they've kind of let the man down. That's in, in my own opinion. I think that, you know, he let the man down. And I listened to the Dan Patrick School. I mean, the Dan Patrick Show. I am a graduate of the Dan Patrick School of Sports Casting. Um and uh, you know, I, I listened to his show before and since, obviously. So, you know, I've, I've been a loyal listener since his days at ESPN. Love DP. And DP, boy, he knows how to interview. That's the one thing this guy knows how to do. And if you're not careful, and I'm surprised that, you know, Robot Russ didn't, you know, he he diverted from his Go Hawks. I think they gave, he gave one, like, towards the end. You couldn't hear it. But he, he diverted from that and just basically was, was it was, well, not not a time to kill. What was the movie uh, when Tom Cruise is the naval uh, lawyer and you know he's going at Jack Nicholson and he's like, "I want the truth. You can't handle it. You got darn right I did." That's pretty much what Russ did. He just said, "Yes, I want power. I want to be able to say something. I want them to give me some offensive linemen, please." Is he lying? That's the question. Is he lying? Is he wrong? Now, I've heard plenty of people say that he probably, I mean, I don't want to call the media guy's name out, but some people, I think they just, they get paid to take the other side because you can't possibly believe the side that you're on. But there are some, you remember the old Geico commercial. We all do dumb things. Well, we also say dumb things. And, um, you know, just like I said at the top of the show, some people ought to just stop talking. Um, Some people have said that Russell Wilson, how dare you? You know, you're not on that level. Are you serious? Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If he wants a better offensive line, he should get one. He's too nice. How did he land Sierra? She, you know. Nice guys do not finish last. That's Sierra. By the way, if you saw the Super Bowl, I'm still trying to figure out that mask. It was bedazzled and she was scary looking. Anyway, back to the show. So here's the thing. This guy has been sacked 394 times. 394. That's the most in the league over the nine years that Russell Wilson has been in the league. His offensive line has never really been that good. This year, Yes, let Russ cook. The first half of the season, 
it was more pass, 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 pass. Result, career highs, 40 touchdowns. That's the good. Bad, career high, 13 interceptions, including seven over a four-game span. And they went one and three in those games. So, I mean, it's, it's really bad, but the offensive line has something to do with it. The defense didn't help either. Remember how the bad the defense was? It was historically bad this side of the Dallas Cowboys before they traded for Carlos, Carlos Dunlap. Y'all remember that? So, yet they improved a little bit. There's no Legion of Boom. That's been gone. So, you know, it's one of those things. The offensive line, according to PFF, Pro Football Focus, all right, and I guess within the last five years, not this year, but the last five years previously, they ranked 30th or 32nd. That's bad. That's that's pretty bad. Now, this year, according to PFF, they ranked 14th overall, 16th in pass blocking, the highest since Russell Wilson has been in the league, since he's been there in Seattle. So I started to think to myself after that interview that I listened to on Dan Patrick, how Russ admitted, yes, I want to have some power, power. The first thought was that I guess athletes are supposed to just accept. This is afterwards, actually. This is after the interview and then hearing other people's take on it. Right. I guess athletes are supposed to just accept everything around them and take all the blame and not say a word. Does that make any sense? I know it's the courageous thing to do. It's like, you know, if uh, the office of linemen that constantly misses a block and, you know, he constantly misses a block and, and everybody on national TV sees it. But if the quarterback at the end of the game calls him out for it, he's going to be labeled a jerk, which he is. He wouldn't be lying, but he is. And there is a way to handle things. But sometimes you got to get tired of being tired. Keep this in mind. Russ was at the Super Bowl this year. That's why we saw Sierra in her bedazzled mask as she watched the weekend dance in his big white shoes and big red bedazzled coat. I like the weekend. He's pretty cool. But my whole thing is this. I mean, it it doesn't make any sense. I think that, I mean, he's, he's not wrong. And the media... This has been said before, and it's just true. The media, they do make the rules. They kind of set the, the the whole narrative. I'm starting not to like that word either, but they make the rules on what is required to be great. And it's basically, if you don't win championships, you're not that good. We don't give you any kind of credence. We don't give you any credit for any of the good things that you do, but you don't win championships. And I understand that to a degree, because you can be like the Dallas Mavericks used to be, win all of these games and never win an NBA Finals. But, I mean, that's what they say. The same thing is said by some of these um, former players as well. They, you know, they're in the media, and some of them, they'll set you straight on it, but some of them will say the same thing, but they kind of fall into that same line. And a lot of gullible fans who can't think for themselves, they follow right along. So the media, they vote on the Hall of Fame. They write the columns, their own radio. They do podcasts and they say these things. And it's like, well, it's kind of ingrained in the mind of people 
that this is the ex expectation. This is the way things should be. And it's not. It really isn't. And some stuff, I mean, okay, and since we've, we're here, since we think that, and since we believe that, obviously the athletes hear that all the time because media is bigger than ever. I'm sitting here doing a show, and you're listening to it. But here's the thing. It's like, okay, if this is what it takes to be great, and the first time I actually heard about heard this really discussed was talking about LeBron James. LeBron James says, okay, I have to win this many championships. Now, <laughs> uh, know this about me. I really don't, even though I, I did have an admission that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time as far as a quarterback, um, I really don't believe in GOATs, to be honest with you. I believe in the greatest of all time and separating them in their own, you know, I, I believe in errors because that's really what makes sense. But, okay, so I'll play right along because I know that that's, supposed, that's, that's fun. Um, but what LeBron says, okay, Jordan is 6-0, Jordan is 6-0, Jordan is 6-0, Jordan is 6-0. Well, all I could do right now other than get to, you know, God knows how many more NBA finals is to win with three different teams. And he's done that, but that's not enough for anybody. Now, do I believe that LeBron is the greatest of all time? Not really. I, I, I don't believe in it. I believe he's the greatest of his era. That you'd be told, if I'm, if I'm tied to a chair and, you know, the guy from Taken has put metal rods into my knees and he's got a battery hooked up to me and he's shocking the crap out of me. I'm probably going to say he's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. You know, well-rounded basketball player. But Jordan just did something that was just different. He just did. But he was the greatest of his era. I'll say that. Some of us, when we hear these media types get on the case of these athletes, I think that their play on the field can clearly be seen and some of us have a short-term memory as far as these examples well the first one that comes to mind to me is Aaron Rodgers it's been 11 years 2010 was the last time Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl of course I remember that he beat my Steelers in Dallas but he has the reputation as being the most talented quarterback ever we have three quarterbacks that kind of have something in common this year Russell Wilson says, okay, I think that we should have a little more say. I wish that I did have a little more say. Aaron Rodgers has been wanting his people, specifically Brian Gutenkunst, to draft a receiver. Instead, yes, he still wasted a pick by drafting Jordan Love. Why are you drafting a quarterback? I'm sorry, you wasted a pick. You could have drafted somebody. Anyway. And then there's Deshaun Watson. They never should have offered Deshaun Watson the option to be able to have some kind of say in player personnel. If you didn't want that problem, don't even throw that out, out there to begin with. Maybe you just said it in passing. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we can do that. We can do that. And you forgot. Or you just lied. <laughs> One or the other. Now the dude wants out. So they all have problems with the people that sit high and look down low the ones who's up there with their ties and their suits and they put the team together i understand that that's their job and then 
um, to, to, to put the team together. You talk about GMs, you know, two of their jobs is to one hire the right coaches and then also manage the camp, the cap and to help with selection of players. Right. Those are their three main jobs. What GM does. But here's the problem that I have with all of that. What's the ideal way to really run a franchise? Ask yourself that question first. Learning from past mistakes and the things that you have in the present and you prepare for the future, right? Okay, I get that. But my question is, what's wrong with holding the franchise accountable? We understand we fire coaches, you know, even though some of the stuff really isn't their fault, but that's their responsibility. I just got through watching Lean On Me. Joe Clark, he had all of the teachers in the gym and basically said it's your fault that the students are failing. That's that's what it is. Put the coaches in their place. It is the coach's fault that the players are failing. Even though the GM is bringing in players that are not good. Some of those scouts may not be they, they may have a smudge on their glasses when they're watching these games. And some of these coaches that they bring in may they just may be inept. But the 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 ownership as well as the GMs those are the ones who are respond the most responsible because they bring these guys in. So if you get a good GM in there, first of all, then the other problems should be fixed. And then there's the people like Belichick. I just got through talking about Belichick. Why is Bill Belichick in the place where he is now? Well, he doesn't have his quarterback anymore. But if you look at the pieces, the non receivers, he, he's never been good at drafting receivers. He's got some offensive linemen. He's selected some pretty good defensive players. And it seems to me, if we're looking at it realistically, he's better at bringing in free agents, somebody else's good players. Yeah. So, I mean, Gilmore at corner was one of the best corners in the league, right? And if not the best corner this side of Jalen Ramsey, well, he played for the Buffalo Bills who just happened to play Belichick twice a year. So he said, okay, he's he's a lockdown corner. I've watched plenty of film on him. Let's bring him in. And they did. So, you know, but you have to have that kind of uh, eye, but you also need, sometimes you just need some help. And look, when I'm looking at Rodgers, I'm looking at Watson, and shoot, even Tom Brady, once he made his exit, these guys wanted Something on the offensive side of the ball. Bill O'Brien got fired, a Belichick disciple. For one year, he was doing that Belichick job, and it cost him his job. It didn't help that he was playing, what, three, four playoff teams in a row, including the defending champions that he just lost to after being up 21 points, 24 to nothing. I mean, that that's going to happen, but you traded away his best receiver. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers, his people. Gutenkus did not draft a single player this season that played a significant role for the Green Bay Packers. Some of them didn't even see the field at all. Now, the running back out of Boston College, A.J. Dillon, he carried the ball here and there, you know, but the rest of these guys, I mean, they weren't significant in the season at all. Now, could they be significant down the road? Sure. 
But I'm not sure if a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers is going to be around to see it. And that's part of the job of the GM to see the future, prepare for the future. Now, let's just be real. Green Bay did make it to the NFC Championship game. But there was a stat that I saw on Twitter. Um, QB data mine. It said that for the second year in a row, Aaron Rodgers receivers lost the most yards in the league to drops. 552 yards. That was more than 100 yards than the second placed Patrick Mahomes, who threw 97 more passes than him. Well, I mean, not saying, but saying that these two guys could have been in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's an amazing stat, even though both quarterbacks could have ended up in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I think uh, if they had selected one of those guys, all of those receivers that were in the draft, you could have gotten somebody. You could have gotten something, but he didn't. So, we, yeah, I, I think that you have to hold the franchises accountable, clearly. Players, they make mistakes or too much money. They get cut. They get traded. But the bad hires, ownership, the GM, the head coach, all those guys. I mean, look, like I said, Wilson is tired. Russ is tired of being sacked. And the O-line has been a problem for years. Now, Russ isn't without blame and then you see the interceptions that he threw career high but he's always scrambling for his life i mean every time you turn on a seahawks game it's it's like you you will not be disappointed by a seahawks game for the most part you can watch a game that'll probably be won not by a field goal in the end but by a russell wilson touchdown pass he's the one thing that keeps that team above water but you see some of the the moves that some of these teams make and the quarterbacks that get dogged out for it, we saw Sam Darnold start to get drawed out, but you gave him Adam Gase as the coach. He's supposed to be an offensive genius because he stood next to Peyton Manning for a couple of years in Denver. Not so. The Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford, he played for the Lions. No disrespect, but he played for the Lions. Some of the best players in their positions, like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, they retired rather than continue their careers with a team that just was going nowhere. And there's guys like Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, most will say. But his draft, you know, Kwame Brown and God knows who else, he hasn't exactly helped turn the uh, Hornets around. New York, the New York Knicks, that they, they're terribly managed. And this, and this really, um, it really, really starts with the ownership. And that's James Dolan, who's had more hockey success with the Rangers than he's had with the New York Knickerbockers, right? And then there's the king of it all, Jerry Jones. <sighs> Dallas Cowboys, man. The, the, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, all I have to say is Jerry Jones. You know what I mean. But... Um, Look, we'll see what happens. But Russell Wilson, um, he's not wrong. And I think that the things that uh, he said, he was just telling the truth. And I think there's going to be more guys that actually tell the truth if they're in a bad spot. Because, look, y'all are going to be looking at them. Fans are going to be mad at them. You know, radio hosts and, and podcasters, you know, especially if they're a team podcasters some of them have sense 
and some of them don't. And they're going to be looking at the athlete. And they're not going to look at it. They get mad at the athlete. They don't get mad at ownership all the time. Even though ownership and the GM can't hide from the mistakes that they've made. Because when you have mistakes that are just glaring, okay, they want you out. But y'all keep showing up. You keep showing up. But let Russ cook. Yeah, let him cook. He's got him a new offensive coordinator. But I hope that they bring, get him a little bit more protection. Please do. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's story time with Uncle Mike. Get your blankets. All right. Okay, so I've had two days off. Um, <laughs> been in the house. Now, look, I, I've been, we finally got out of the house uh, today and we drove around. And look, I understand some of you people like in Chicago or wherever, it's like snow. Well, you snow. Look, not every city is built to or, or equipped to handle icy and snowy conditions, especially in the hills of Tennessee. You can't drive on everything. Look, now if y'all have the kind of machines, I'm sure, look, it's 2021. I think by now, somebody should have come up with something to be able to keep roads clear. But apparently, nature says, no. Around here, no. You just have to wait till something melts or somebody busts it up just enough for everybody to be able to drive on it. And if nature says no, then you just can't go nowhere. I haven't been to work in two days. Well, I don't work on Sundays. I'm FedEx. Speaking of FedEx, so, you know, you got people that are getting stuck um, and people up north that are laughing at us because y'all live on that flat land. So, you know, somebody educate me. Um, flat hills. Can y'all drive around here at, uh, on, on these hills in that same kind of condition? I don't think so. But y'all get real snow as well, so I can't I can't knock that. I don't want to see, you know, 80 inches of snow. But I got stuck one time in my FedEx vehicle in the most country of country areas uh, that I used to patrol. <laughs> and I was rolling right along. This is in the middle of summer. I got stuck on dry land. Tell you how. So. I delivered, this is probably more than 10 years ago, um, out in the city of Springfield. Springfield did another one of the smaller smaller towns called Cross Plains. And so I had a phone that I was delivering. And I pull up onto the, the, uh, the dead end type street. And the house is huge. And they've got a big wide. And just keep in mind, I'm driving a, a giant, just picture, you know, a FedEx truck. Um, the way that they used to be, not these little pieces of truck that they have now or these clown cars. But it was a it was a nice size truck, so courier truck. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna whip in, drop this thing off, you know, and come on out of there. They weren't home, but this is one of those kind of packages that you could leave at the front door. No problem. It was a phone too, so I go to uh, whip into the driveway, and it's gravel, all gravel. And I go to make my turn and I just hear the sound of rock just grinding up under my wheel. And I grind it to a halt. Got out of the truck, looked, and my truck is buried up to the axle.
axle in gravel. Turned out this gravel was brand new and they had poured it in such a way where it looked like everything was kind of settled, but the house actually sat on like a slight hill that you could not see because they poured that gravel so level and so like it's almost like they they used the something that you would use in a sandbox to put it up and i was stuck i proceeded to be stuck there for the next two and a half hours uh i was stuck probably around just afternoon i don't think i got out till about 2 30 a quarter to three um i had no phone signal i got out of my truck to try to go to the nearest house and if you know anything about robertson county then these houses are really spread out so it, it you know just just give it like two tractor trailer 18 wheelers in between each house that's the space in between these houses and i ended up i mean i tried to get myself out i did, did everything i could to try to dig myself out of that and i couldn't i couldn't do it <laughs> i just couldn't do it my um i'm spinning as if you know there's snow on the wheels it's not budging at all finally i was trying to call my dispatchers no phone signal so i tried to go across the street but another thing about the country everybody lets their dogs run free and there were like eight of them that chased me back across the street i tried multiple houses in the area and i just some told me to go to this other one that was on down skip this house and go to that one i went twice turned out they were home they let me use their phone I waited for the tow truck, got pulled out, and I said, okay, never again. Not only was I stuck out, it was at least 90-something degrees that day. No air, couldn't even start the truck back up at one point for whatever reason. But um, I think, oh, I remember now, I was getting low on gas. Never do that. Never do that. I had no idea how long, and I could, I wasn't going to wait in somebody's house. But, yeah, I got stuck. I got stuck on dry land. Have I gotten stuck in snow before? Ah, not that I remember. Not that I remember. It's always muddy or it, it was that one time in the gravel. But anyway, look, that's it, man. That's a wrap. This is a wrap for the show. First show on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Behind the Mic Podcast. Look, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We probably We, we will see you next week. So you'll be dropping this thing every Wednesday, recording on Tuesday. I'll let your boy out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 